بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأرضين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف Today we have very important discussion. As you remember, we just started discussing the actual content of Islamic ethics. What are the main virtues and virtuous actions in Islamic ethics? Alhamdulillah, after talking about the end, the ultimate end in Islamic ethics, which was development of humanity or nearness to God, which are two sides of the same coin. We talked about the fact that in Islamic ethics, whether the prescriptions are given in the form of commands or any kind of insha'i explanation and expression or uh, you know formulation or in the form of a statement in reality they all go back to the same thing and that is a truth which can be shared with us in the form of a statement or in the form of command you can say al-adlu hasanun or you can say adl justice is good or you can say be just but the reality is the same and we said allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his book in the Quran when he says we should do something or we should not do something we should have certain qualities or we should not have certain qualities it's all based on truth on real situation but then he sometimes expresses to us as a form of a statement, sometimes as a form of command. And I told you about the wisdom behind uh, different ways of expressing the same fact. Now, we want to see what are the main virtues and main virtuous actions. We said that those scholars who have adopted a philosophical approach when they list virtues they listed according to faculties according to kova for human soul faculty of reason or rationality faculty of anger faculty of appetites so they list virtues and vices for each faculty separately and also 
list for virtues and vices which are results of combination those who have mystical approach they mention these virtues as a kind of hierarchy as a kind of stations that we have to go through one after the other like the book Manazel al-Sa'irin stations of the wayfarer which talks about 50 stations so each comes after the other but in a hierarchical way and there are books that list virtues and vices just in a horizontal way they don't connect them that much to each other some of the books you see that they talk about different virtues but not necessarily a very clear order can be found there in my humble understanding we can have a presentation of Islamic ethics in two levels two major levels maybe these major levels by themselves can be then divided into sub levels but there are two major levels one is compact one is uh, unfolded compressed one is folded expanded detailed you know in the same way that Quran is a book which has two aspects Kitabun uhkamat Quran is the book whose verses are made firm and then expanded and detailed so we have two types of existence for the Quran one as a compact reality the other is a detailed and expanded reality we have also two types of revelation for the Quran revelation of the Quran at once and revelation of the Quran over 23 years okay so you shouldn't be surprised that sometimes something can be in one level compact and in another level unfolded and expanded and detailed in my humble view the core of Islamic ethics or you can say when Islamic ethics is summarized in one fundamental virtue we can introduce a virtue that is so fundamental that anything else comes from it originates from it anything else is a branch of it this is a project and inshallah if we can do this project successfully 
it has great impact also on our practice because then we would realize how we should prioritize so instead of thinking that we have to deal with tens of different virtues we can focus on the root and foundation and then all other good things will come naturally as branches and fruits of that fundamental root what is that fundamental root what is that fundamental virtue you have to be patient and inshallah gradually i explain it what i want to share with you today and it's very much in line with what we said last week is about the significance of truthfulness in islam Sidr is such a fundamental quality in Islam. I will mention few hadith and then few verses of the Quran. Especially I start with hadith because I think in this way we will be prepared to better appreciate the Quranic verses. So although normally we start with the Quranic references but today i want to start with hadith references to prepare our mind for going to the quran hadith is a kind of introduction to the teachings of the quran so i hope you would be inshallah able to follow this discussion very carefully and please think about it and discuss it with your friends we are doing something very important you know in these few sessions inshallah the first hadith is a hadith from imam zainul abidin alayhi salam you find this hadith in many books for example in mustadraku wasail shia volume 1 page 317 bihar al anwar volume 72 page 26 and page 27 Imam Zainul Abidin was asked by Abi Malik Akhbirni bi Please inform me about all the rituals and all the practices of religion what are the things that we have to do in order to follow our religion and he said jamir so he wanted a comprehensive list he wanted an inclusive list he didn't say he said jamir what did Imam Zainul Abidin reply? If it was a person who was a scholar or a lay person, maybe they would have given different answers. But Imam with his 
very deep understanding of religion, of Islam. He gives an answer which I think only Imam can give this answer and those who have learned from Imam. He says, Imam Zainul Abidin mentions three things. He doesn't mention prayer or fasting or pilgrimage, although these are very important. But when he wants to be inclusive, comprehensive, and at the same time to mention few things that can involve all other good qualities imam mentions three things telling the truth and judging justly according to justice and to keep your promise telling the truth judging according to justice ju judging justly and keeping one's promise these are all practices all requirements of being a Muslim what does it mean? Don't get it wrong, please. It doesn't mean that if we have these three, then we don't bother about other things. This is a misconception. No, it means that if you have these three, you will have all other things. If you have these three qualities, which inshallah I will explain, all of them actually come from one quality, then you would do all your responsibilities in the best way. In Al-Kafi by Kulayni Rahmatullah we have a section, a chapter, Babu Sidq wa Ada'il Amanah. This chapter has many hadiths. It is in volume 2, page 105 onwards. I have selected some of the hadith from this chapter. The first hadith, and Abi Abdullah alayhi salam qal, Imam Sadiq alayhi salam said, I am unable to express my real joy and you know my real you know love for this beautiful hadith i don't know if you can feel how much i am impressed by this hadith i hope inshallah you also feel the same imam sadiq said in allah azza wa jal lam yab'ath nabiyan illa bisadq al-hadith wa ada'i al-amanah ila al-barr wa al-fajr Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not sent any prophet 
none of 124,000 prophets, none of them has been sent except with the condition of delivering this message that people should observe these two things Sadq al-Hadith wa al-Amana People should tell the truth and deliver the trust No prophet has forgotten, has overlooked these two these are some of the most fundamental virtues that all the prophets preached and themselves and their true followers practiced. Hadith number two in this chapter. Again, an Abi Abdullah alayhi salam, Imam Sadiq alayhi salam said, La taqtarru bisalatihim wala bisiyamihim. Don't be deceived by their prayer nor by their fasting. Prayer is very important. Prayer is khayrul amal. Fasting is very important. But prayer and fasting that would not originate from truthfulness, from trustworthiness, have not worked. They are faulty. They have no spirit. They are just form without content. A true prayer, a true fasting can be found in the people who have these qualities that we mentioned. So Imam Sadiq said, La taqtarru wala Don't be deceived by looking at their prayer and fasting. رُبَمَا لَهِجَ بِالصَّلَاةِ وَالصَّوْمِ حَتَّى لَوْ تَرَكَهُ اسْتَوْحَشَ Sometimes a person has so much talked and said prayer, talked about prayer, about fasting. This has become a habit. If he doesn't do it, he will feel bad. Like any habit. Some people have habit of watching TV, some people have habit of smoking, some people may have habit of praying, may have habit of fasting. This is not good, this is not enough. <coughs> Prayer should be performed with understanding, with devotion, with commitment. What is the test? One test is to see whether your prayer and fasting come with truthfulness. So Imam Sadiq said, don't be deceived by this. Test them when a challenge comes and the person is challenged to tell the truth or to deliver the trust. See whether they are able to do so or not. So the real test is truthfulness in a speech and trustworthiness. So if you want to, for example, marry someone, if you want to start a work with someone, 
It's important that the person prays, is praying and fasting, but don't think that these are sufficient. Among those people who pray and fast, try to look for something which is more important, something which would guarantee the piety of this person, and that is their truthfulness and trustworthiness. Hadith number three. Imam Sadiq said, Man sadaqa lisanuhu, zaka amaluhu. Man sadaqa lisanuhu, zaka amaluhu. Whoever has honest, truthful tongue, his action is also pure. So the action of the one who has honest tongue becomes pure. It means that truthfulness affects other actions and other things that we do. You know the story of that person who suffered lots of problems. He was committing lots of bad things and sins. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him when he was asked, you know, about one thing, you know, he should observe. Rasulullah said, try to tell the truth, try not to lie. He thought it is very easy. He can do everything as he used to do and just try not to tell lies. But when he was going back to his tribe, he was faced with many different scenarios. And he realized that by not telling lies, he cannot do any mischief. So just observing one instruction made him a very good person, made him a pious. Because he was saying that if I do this, then Rasulullah, if asked, he asked me whether you have done this, I should say no. So I have to tell lie. I don't want to do anything that later I have to then tell a lie about it. So this is a good quality. Always we should try to do things that if people ask us about them, we don't need to tell a lie. So, if someone's tongue is honest, his action also becomes pure. Look at this hadith. Hadith number four is very important. A person called Abi Kahmas. Abi Kahmas. قال قلت لأبي عبد الله عليه السلام عبد الله ابن أبي يعفور يقرعك السلام He says I told Imam Sadiq عليه السلام one of your companions who is called Abdullah ibn Abi يعفور is sending you his salam قال Imam عليه السلام said عليك وعليه السلام Salam be with you and him. Either Ataita Abdullah, when you see him, when you meet him, this Abdullah ibn Abi Yafur, salam, say my salam to him, then Imam has a message for him. Tell him. That Imam Sadiq is sending you a message. 
What is the message? Unzur ma balaga bihi aliyun inda Rasulillah falzamhu. O Abdullah ibn Abi Ya'fur, O Shia of Imam Sadiq, see what did Ali do to reach the position that he had with Rasulullah. Try to have that. What was Ali trying to observe that helped him and enabled him to get that close to Rasulullah? You should all also try to have that. Then Imam himself explains. Imam Ali didn't reach what he reached without these two things, except with those, these uh, two qualities. Sadq al-Hadith, al-Aman. Telling the truth and delivering the trust. The very first two things that we mentioned that all the prophets were asked by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to deliver. The two tests that Imam Sadiq said you should test people by these two things. Ali alayhi salam was so close to Rasulullah, so much loved by Rasulullah because he had these two qualities. Sadqul hadith wa adaul amana. Abdullah ibn Abi Ya'fur that we just mentioned his name who had sent a salam to Imam and Imam sent him this message in another hadith which is hadith number 10 in the chapter in Al-Kafi he quotes this famous hadith from Imam Sadiq Kunu du'at al-nas bil khair bighayr al-sinatikum Call people towards good. Invite people towards good without your tongue. It means that it's not sufficient just to speak about good, to talk about good. If you want to really invite people towards good, it should not be through your words. It should be through your reality. People should see in you al People should see in you that you work hard for being pious. You are not na'udzubillah lazy. You are not people who have no determination, no orientation in their lives. People who are focused, dedicated, determined, hardworking. Wasadq, truthfulness. Walwara, piety. To the extent that you don't even do the things which are likely to be forbidden, which are shobahat. 
The last hadith that I want to quote from this chapter is hadith number 12. Imam Sadiq alayhi salam said, La tanduru ila tule rukuar rajule wasujude. This is one of the hadiths that I often mention. Imam said, don't look at the long ruku or long sajdeh that someone may have. You know, it's very good to prolong your sajdeh. It's very bad to just put our head on torba and then raise our head. It's better to make it longer. Or even after prayer, you know, to go for sajda for a long time. But Imam Sadiq says, this doesn't guarantee that a person is good. You cannot say a person is good just because of these two. Although these are very important, but they are very important if they are performed out of sincerity and honesty. This is something that he is used to it. He is accustomed to. If he stops doing that, he will feel very bad. He will feel as if he is a stranger in his own home. But look at his truthfulness in his speech and in his trustworthiness. Look at these two things. Can there be any way to emphasize on truthfulness and trustworthiness more than this? Can anyone say something more than this? I don't think there is any way to say something more than this. To say that this is what all the prophets have been asked to deliver. This is something that made Ali salam able to reach the position that he reached. Something to test mu'mineen. Something that if you have all other actions become good. I don't think there is any way to emphasize more on these two. And there is no any other way to say that these go back to very center and core of religion and iman and taqwa now let us look at the glorious quran some of the verses of the quran of course uh, we may not be able to finish today but inshallah we can continue next week allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the quran tells us ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqullah wa kunu ma'as-sadiqin this is a very famous verse in the quran in chapter 9 surah tawbah verse 119 ya ayyuhalladhina amanu o those who believe so this is for the people who have already achieved the gift, the blessing of faith, of Iman. Allah says, Attaqullah. 
be pious observe the will of God but this is something that you cannot do it by your own this is something that need to follow good leaders good examples therefore he says try to have piety and be with the truthful people who are the truthful that we have to try to be with them first of all it shows that they are in a higher position although we should try to reach but it seems that maybe it's not realistic to expect people to become sadiqin therefore Allah doesn't say وَكُونُوا مِنَ sadiqin He says كُونُوا مَعَ sadiqin He doesn't say be one of them He says be with them so what does it mean? it means that as sadiqin here refer to a very high position these are the people who who are not just telling the truth we are all supposed to be telling the truth we are all expected to tell the truth but to be one of as-sadiqeen means that you should be telling the truth you should be believing in the truth you should be acting truthfully to the extent that some commentators of the Quran they said that as-sadiqeen are those who are infallible those who are ma'soom they never make mistake because if they were going to commit mistake even if it is a probability if it was possible probable likely that they commit a sin or mistake then Allah would not have asked us to be with them without any modification without any qualification even Fakhr Razi you know Fakhr Razi Fakhruddin Razi the author of at tafsir al-kabir and he has many books even he says that as-sadiqeen refer to ma'soom he says as-sadiq is ma'soom and then he says but after rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam there is no need to have ma'soom as person the ummah as a whole is ma'soom the ummah as a whole is sadiq so kunu ma'as sadiqin means be with nation with ummah because the whole ummah doesn't make mistake <laughs> this is the way he tries to uh, explain this verse but the first part he's right that it refers to ma'soom and we have also some hadith about this so as-sadiqin or as-sadiqun you know in nah if it is the condition of raf we say as-sadiqun if it is nasb or jar we say as-sadiqin these truthful people are the people who are completely observing the truth 
And in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about these people in a very special way. I mentioned only some verses and then inshallah we will continue this discussion next week. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Ma'idah, chapter 5, verse 119. قَالَ اللَّهُ هَذَا يَوْمُ يَنْفَعُ الصَّادِقِينَ الصِّدْقُهُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, this is the day, referring to the day of judgment. This is the day that truthfulness benefits the truthful. Their truthfulness benefits them. They have gardens. And underneath these gardens, rivers flow. They are going to be there permanently. Allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with Allah. That is greatest achievement. When Allah says that is great achievement, it's really great. By Allah's standards, this is great. For us, when someone, you know, makes some worthy success, we say this is great achievement. But when Allah says this is great achievement, it means that this is really great. So, on the day of judgment, who are the people who would be given access to heaven? Who are the people who would be able to be there forever? Who are the people who are pleased with God and God is pleased with them and have made great achievement? So what about their prayer? What about their zakat, their homes, their ziyara, their fasting? They all come under what? Under Sidq. Everything comes under Sidq. All the actions just are to prove that they are true. They are honest. So the main thing is truthfulness. And everything else is a sign of truthfulness if it has the real spirit. Salat with real esprit is a sign of truthness, truthfulness. If someone says prayer and doesn't have truthfulness, this salat has no life, has no spirit. It's just a body without soul. A jasad, as we say in Arabic, without ruh. In Surah Ahzab, verse 23 and 24, Allah subhanahu wa refers to true believers. Min al-mu'minina rajalun sadaqu ma'ahadullah alayh faminhum man qadha nahbah wa minhum man yantadr 
Among the believers are those people who have been truthful to the promise, to the covenant, to the pact that they made with Allah. The promise they gave, the pact they made with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some of them have died. Some of them are waiting for their departure. And they have not changed. After they made the pact, after they gave the promise, they have not changed their decision. They remain consistent till end of their life. Either they have become martyrs or they have died for the sake of Allah on the path of Allah with Iman. As we have in Hadith, Man mata ala hubba ala Muhammad mata shahida. If someone dies with the love of Ahlul Bayt, dies as a martyr. So sometimes you are martyred by a sword or by a bullet. Sometimes you spend all your life with taqwa and piety and you are somehow also considered as a martyr. Or you are still waiting for your death to come. The main thing is how loyal you are. How honest and truthful you are. How much you have tried to keep your promise that you have given to Allah. Then in the verse 24, Allah says, لِيَجْزِيَ اللَّهُ الصَّادِقِينَ بِالصَّدِقِهِمْ This is in order to reward the truthful people because of their truthfulness. وَيُعَذِّبَ الْمُنَافِقِينَ And to punish the hypocrites إِنْ أَوْ يَتُوبَ عَلَيْهِمْ If he wills or he accepts their tawbah. Even with munafiqin, Allah doesn't say that he is definitely going to punish them. He says, Either he punishes them if he wills, or he forgives them. Allah is truly most forgiving and most merciful. So, you see the story of humanity is the story of some people being sadiq and some people being munafiq. Even Allah doesn't talk here about kuffar. Because the major problem is not kufr. The major problem is nifaq. Nifaq, hypocrisy is worse than having no faith. Sometimes there are maybe people who have no faith but they are honest. They are looking for truth. Maybe later they find the truth. But if someone is munafiq, if someone is dishonest, you have to be very careful, very worried. Munafiq is the one who you can find it in the holiest places. Next sometimes to the most holy people, most sacred people, holiest people, Sometimes you find munafiq in the circle around prophets, sometimes maybe imams, you can find a munafiq. Why?
because Munafiq is the one who hides his face and pretends to be good. If you look at, for example, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he suffered, of course, from both pagans in Mecca, but also Munafiqeen in Medina. But do you see the difference? The pagans were hundreds of miles away from Rasulullah. But who were the people who were inside Medina and annoying Rasulullah? These are Munafiqs. There was no kafir in Medina. You see how much you can be hurt and annoyed by Munafiqeen, by those who are not honest. They built Masjid al-Zirar. You know the story of Masjid al-Zirar. They tried to assassinate the Prophet. They used to spread rumors. They did lots of mischief. But all with the cover. They covered up themselves. This is why in Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says al-asfal." They are in the lowest place in hell. Even lower than Kufa. In Dua'i Iftitah, we say, Allahumma inna nargabu ilayka fi dawlatin kareemah, tu'izzu biha al-islam wa ahlah, wa tudhillu biha wat? An-nifaq wa ahlah. We don't say tuzillu biha al-kufra wa ahla. We say tuzillu biha al-nifaqa wa ahla. Because the main problem is nifaq. When the light comes, kuf goes away. But what about nifaq? Nifaq doesn't go away. Nifaq covers itself. Next to light, nifaq manages to hide itself. Do you get the point? So, Allah says, لِيَجْزِيَ اللَّهُ الصَّادِقِينَ بِصِدْقِهِمْ وَيُعَذِّبَ الْمُنَافِقِينَ إِنْ شَاءُ يَتُوبَ عَلَيْهِمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ غَفُورًا رَحِيمًا Truly, Allah is most forgiving, most merciful. So, this is another verse, and inshallah there are other verses that we will study next week. These verses confirm what we understood from those hadiths that in Islam the real question for the faithful, for the pious people is whether they are truthful or not. Whether they are honest and trustworthy or not. If they try to follow the truth and commit themselves to the truth and check everything against the truth and then do it, they are good. If Billah, they do what they like and just try to manipulate or twist the reality in their own favor, this is not Iman. This is putting yourself in a position like an idol, like God. So basically, the question is very simple. 
Do you accept there is something as truth that you should follow or you think that you are something that everything else should be serving you at your service? Our honor, our value come when we commit ourselves to the truth. If we think that by putting ourselves as the point of reference and as the center of the world, and as someone that everyone must serve, we are harming ourselves. We are damaging ourselves. We are depriving ourselves from the real source of honor and dignity, which is truth. Inshallah, next week we will follow this discussion, but I will request you please, you know, think about this issue and, you know, study and discuss because we want to, you know, work together as a team and inshallah with the help of Allah and inshallah your dua and your contribution, we would like to take this discussion inshallah further. Uh, thank you very much. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillah rabbil alamin.